Welcome to Group Talk. Four shows, one podcast from the Small Group Network focusing on topics relevant to small group ministries. Whether you're in a church of 100 or 10,000, whether you're a volunteer or staff, we want to support, encourage, and equip you to lead well. So relax, listen, and enjoy Inside Saddleback with Steve Gladen. Happy November to all of you small group point people out there in the trenches of small group ministry. Thanks so much for tuning in to listen to our show today. Derek here along with your host, the man whose very initials also stand for small groups, Mr. Steve Gladen. Hey everybody, it's exciting. It's a it's a little chilly in SoCal. I had to turn the heater on in the house, uh, you know, just about a week or so ago. So it's pathetic how People in the uh, colder, colder climates are not feeling sorry for us at all. Yeah, what's well, a little chilly there to you, Steve? 60 degrees? Uh, yeah, well, mid-60s, but yes. <laughs> People in Minnesota right now are not happy. <laughs> well, happy, uh, happy belated birthday to you, Steve. It looks like your mighty Ohio State Buckeyes gave you quite the birthday gift last Saturday with a crushing victory over the lowly Indiana Hoosiers. Was that a great gift? Yeah, it was actually, uh, we were doing our first Align conference too, Bilingual Align in Tucson, Arizona. So had an amazing conference, uh, had about a buck ten, a little over 100 people uh, uh, there uh, for that Align conference. Uh, A lot of Hispanic pastors were were there, so it was exciting to see that. And then went straight from the conference to settling down uh, with a birthday pizza and uh, and, a, and a sweet game. So, it, it, how does life get better? And my wife was with me on the whole trip, so that it was just wonderful. So, incredible, incredible uh, food in the Tucson area. If you're ever there, you gotta you gotta go there and hit me up and say, where do I need to go? Yeah, I mean, I was going to ask, what did they serve for lunch at the Alliant Tucson conference, or was there something great you just went and got afterward? It was afterwards. You know, at the conferences, it's pretty much always Chick-fil-A box lunches, and so it was no <laughs> difference. But yeah, I had some great Mexican food. There's a special restaurant I love to go to there that has the best queso. And so if you're a cheese fan, you know, and the, the cool story behind this is you love immigration. It was a Swiss, Swiss couple from Europe that migrated to Mexico, picked up their cuisines and did a cheese-based Mexican restaurant and it just rocks. So yeah, you wanna you want info on food, come to me. You want info on diets, go to Derek. <laughs> you are the cheese connoisseur. And, and two things I gotta ask you. One is any birthday reflections for us? One and two, are you nervous about Penn State this next week? uh penn state always worried about them so uh we'll just you know uh leave that to a lot of fasting and prayer uh on your behalf thank you uh birthday reflections good question you know don't get old because it's it's, getting old is not for the faint of heart but i've been blessed not to have uh uh, you know any ailments so far other than i like to eat and my doctors are telling me to stay away from things that i like which is not nice. For new listeners to the show, we always feature four segments of the Saddleback Scoop, the Network Nugget, the Leadership Learning, and the Trending Topic. Steve, give us an overview of today. Yeah, I mean, it, a 
packed show once again. <laughs> we never disappoint. Uh, we're going to give you some fall updates. Got some great learnings uh, from the Saddleback Scoop uh, with the network. We're going to talk about growth spurts that we're seeing all over the planet in some hot areas, which is great. What's the path? You know, uh, as as we'll go into the leadership learning and then the trending topic, three must answers you need, uh, along with, uh, you know, three letters that will trigger people in a different way. Uh, CRT. And we'll talk more about that at the close of the show. Are you really going there? I'm, I'm going there, baby. Yeah, you know, we're, we're going to get there, man, somehow. Well, as we jump into the Saddleback Scoop, which is the latest happenings around Saddleback Church, Steve, take it away. Yeah, one of the things that I love, and obviously this is a podcast that we have for small group point people, and uh, one of the things I love is that uh, I'm always getting learning inside the trenches. And uh, part of what we love about the small group network is everybody is in the trenches. There's nobody uh, that is, you know, not not buying what we're selling or trying to figure it out on our own. So uh, just some great things we're just trying to pass along to you. So uh, as you know, at Saddleback Church, we live and die off campaigns. And every year we do a campaign. Unfortunately for us, as Rick is transitioning out of Saddleback, uh, we're not doing a, a campaign till we hire our new senior pastor. And for those of you that want to know where we're at, uh, we're still looking for God to answer our prayers. Um, but with that, we've actually uh, pivoted and we're kind of doing some different on-ramps, kind of like what a lot of your churches are doing, uh, is uh, we have our fall on-ramp and then we're going to do another one in February, another one in May, uh, just to kind of um, uh, get, get groups started. And then we, we, we launch them for life. But uh, in the show notes, we got some great uh, learnings from you and some videos for you to watch. One of them is Rick's pitch. And so I thought Rick did a great job of making the pitch as we kicked off the month of October to uh, do a group's push uh, throughout each one of our campuses. I uh, also have a great uh, one of many small group testimonies we got. If you're looking for an idea on a testimony, uh, you can go there and uh, watch this uh, small group. We've filmed uh, many different testimonies. You can see that. Uh, but one of the things that I want to be able to do is to walk you through, uh, you know, just some of the things. And just want to remind you what we were doing because we, we're in a multi-site church. And so one of the things is because we have 19 campuses, they are literally spread out on four different continents. Predominantly, most of them, 15 of them, are in our five-county area of Southern California, but we have four international ones. And so the pitch was, if you caught the show last week, we were doing uh, each campus was to look at their felt need and then make or find the content that would be relevant to address that felt need. And so we've got some great learnings, and this would apply uh, to those of you that may, may be multi-site, and obviously those of that aren't the learnings are still very transferable, um, but got five uh, quick learnings that uh, I want to share with you uh, from that fall update. And then we also uh, have been doing some things with our community leaders, uh, which is the people who help oversee the groups. And then we have uh, our great push we're doing in January of 22. I want to talk to you about. So this is some of the learnings, but uh, first off to the learnings from the fall push. Uh, really, really great. Uh, we uh, started just a few under 500 groups, so uh, far less than what we would do in a campaign, but still 
Uh, it was better than a poke in the eye as we're coming out of this uh, uh, pandemic. But one of the things that we learned is that as, as much as you think, uh, and this would be number one, as much as you think you have your communication dialed in, uh, one of the things we learned that we we're going to have to do in uh, February of 22 is sharpen our communication skills. It was clear that although we felt it was uh, clear to each one of our campuses, our campuses uh, were not as uh, uh, were not as clear. And part of this is this goes back to counseling 101. Uh, tell me what you think I heard. And we can kind of uh, kind of build from there. And so we assumed a little bit too much on that. One of them, too, uh, and this is just a miss on our playbook uh, that we know is to stop distractions. And uh, we noticed that some of the campuses going into the fall, we were not as focused as we should be. So uh, getting rid of some of those distractions that were just were, were just silly. Uh, so those were um, a couple of the um less than fortunate learnings. Number three was uh, kind of right in between. There's a tweener is that as you empower campuses for creativity, uh, we needed to get more feedback on what their creativity was. Uh, some of them fit very good in our culture. Some of them uh, were off-roading away from our culture. And so it was just one of those tweener ones. We've got to applaud them for being creative, uh, slap on our hands for saying, oh, you know, we, we should we should have been dialed in a little bit more to every one of the campuses and what they were doing. And then two just amazing learnings. One was innovation was off the charts. I am so proud of each one of our campuses, their innovation for uh, how they pitched groups, the curriculums that they developed for those of the ones that developed them, uh, how they tied in our newsletters and our communications. They had some wonderful ideas. And uh, one of my wanted to pitch is that in the show notes, you'll have to take a look as a picture I took of one of the campuses did uh, their own curriculum and developed this kit that they handed out to every one of their groups. And it was just amazing. It came with a bag. It had the study guide in it. It, it had some tools and some resources, had some fun swag, and they just branded it really great. So have to go into the show notes. You have to look at this picture uh, because it was great. Because one of the things that also came from that campus and a couple others is uh, we are now on track to do uh, we have video-based curriculum, which is really strong, but we're seeing out of our campuses, they're developing some great inductive Bible study uh, curriculum. And uh, one of the things I'm excited about is that we will be on track because of our campuses to uh, lay out some inductive Bible study tracks that uh, gets people back into um, uh, God's Word not that the video curriculums aren't, but this is just a little bit more, it does have a little bit more homework. So those of you that are homework phobic, uh, that would uh, kind of spook you away. But one of the things that it's doing is that we've been piloting uh, what's going to get released into the network. And so I know that's a, this is a network nugget little piece sideline, but we're excited about a, a group method Bible study uh, that, uh, and it's an acrostic, and uh, the G stands for, uh, you know, gather everybody up. And part of the group method Bible is that the Bible was designed to be read in groups of people. 
Um, and you see that throughout the, the whole uh, narrative and the whole normative part of the Bible things, uh, everyone was always learning in groups. But you got to gather people together uh, that will give you an icebreaker with that. Read the text. And so part of that can be done ahead of time or with that. What's your observations from the text as we lead you through uh, some questions? What's your understandings? And then how are you personalizing that so you, for your own life change uh, with prayer? So the group, um, the group Bible study method will be rolling out uh, to you as we're piloting it at a number of our campuses. So big, big learnings on the, on the group side. Uh, of our launch that we're excited to specialize a little bit more as we get into the month of February. And I think that's so cool and, and interesting in a good way is how you guys are giving the 19 campuses uh, freedom to kind of create and do their own curriculum, which is, you know, quite different. It seems like in the recent past, large multi-site churches where everything is so centralized and similar. So that's just, and, and like you said, out of that, you're finding, man, this, this campus created this amazing curriculum, and, and maybe some others are being a little too creative, but I just think that's great. Yeah, it was, it was, it was fun, but it was a little scary. We did have a, <laughs> we had a few things where, you know, we always talk about we love the messiness of the gospel, and we, we experienced it real time and uh, had to do some stuff, but uh, applaud them for their creativity and the innovation. And the great thing was, it's finally getting, uh, it's not central driven, kind of like what you said, Derek, is that a lot of times in larger churches, multi-campus, you go so strong to a centralized approach. Uh, and I'm on the central team, so I, I get it. But there, there is the ability that you can lose the innovativeness and the freedoms that are actually happening uh, from your campuses. And, and it actually, it's a great segue because it's a that's what the beauty of the network is. The network is a great place for ideas. So hey, just really quick, let me uh, give you other couple follow-up dates. I won't spend as much time on these ones, but that is the, uh, we talked in the last show about how we we're doing some training with our community leaders. And we talked about our five modules that we're releasing, uh, module one being, being in an intentional shepherd, module two, uh, intentional shepherding in spiritual presence, module three, graceful conversations. You know, that's, that's a big piece of it. Uh, module four, asking insightful and inspired questions. Que question asking is a big thing. And, and any of you with parents, uh, any of you with children understand that uh, as you're trying to parent. And then module five, resources to help you out. And so we've been releasing that and it's uh, been exciting uh, at the ranch uh we you know we probably trained gosh i would probably say between 50 and 70 of our community leaders uh a drop in the bucket to the 350 we need to train uh but a lot of the campus pastors were i mean uh, a lot of the small the connections pastors from the campuses were there so uh we're excited to do that and then i would say the last thing in the saddleback scoop that i'm excited about is uh we're making a big health push in the new year uh, for individuals, uh, which will obviously play into the groups. But I would love for you, those of our faithful listeners, and we know who you are, uh, is that in the show notes is a link to our individual health assessment that you can take online for you. Uh, and uh, Derek will drop that into the show notes. Uh, but I would love your feedback on our health assessment. What was intuitive? What wasn't intuitive? 
And uh, you can drop us your feedback to group talk at smallgroupnetwork.com so that we can get your learnings. If we get enough of the learnings, uh, we're probably going to open up a lot of our group tools uh, to any small group point person who wants to join a fake group, uh, which we don't like to do at most churches, but in this case, so that you can experience the tools of the individual health assessment and the group assessment. So a lot of fall updates, uh, but fall's a busy time. So boom. That's one of the things I always appreciate about what you guys do at Celebac, Steve, is obviously you want to see growth and there's there's some big growth happening, but you're also focused on the health and hence the health assessment. So yeah, definitely uh, listeners, click the link in the show notes to do that. Man, that was quite the robust Saddleback Scoop. Uh, let's jump now into our network nugget where we talk about the latest news and information coming from the small group network. And uh, Steve, there's always so much happening, especially in this season. Uh, where do you want to start? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I, I talked to you a little bit about our group uh, Bible study method, and hopefully that'll be released a little bit uh, later on in the uh, oncoming. I doubt it's going to be ready in 2022, uh, but we're working with a number of publishers and, and excited about getting the, the group method out there, uh, which I think is very good. And it's also going to be done in multiple languages. Uh, so we, we gave that to you in the last block. Uh, but First off, let me, it's, it's been an amazing, amazing fall. One of the things the pandemic has done is it's just uh, our growth percentages are, are off the charts. Um, our Facebook uh, page just eclipsed over 50,000 likes, uh, been just amazing. Wow. Uh, it's been a jump of about 30K in this year. Uh, the other thing too, if you're part of our Facebook group, uh, that is just about ready to eclipse uh, 10,000 small group point people just on the Facebook group. Uh, it's been fun. So a lot of great things. And then we have, and Derek, this little pat on the back to you, Derek runs our communications team. Uh, our communications team has been cranking out tons and tons of amazing content that is out there from people in the network, uh, not only on our, our our four podcast shows and not only what's going out through our Twitter account and through Pinterest and through uh, IG, uh, but uh, Derek, we'll just a fun quiz, you know, find out if you understand what's under the hood of your place. Uh, I just got these stats in. Uh, how many articles do you think we have on the small group network site? Boy, oh boy, just off the top of my head, articles, um, 200, 250? Close, very close, 800. So, you know, there, there is a wealth of knowledge between uh, countless podcasts that we have. I should have got the podcast number, Carolyn Takeda, who runs our, our uh, podcast uh, overseas, our podcast shows is going to shoot me for not giving that stat. But uh, I know there's over 800 articles, which was amazing. So great content out there for you guys and gals, but also in the Facebook group, you can search. So so that's going really, really good. But let me give you a few updates from the network that are fun. If you weren't part of our virtual lobby, sorry, you missed it. Uh, it it's come, it is gone. It was on leadership development and uh, just a, a great, um, a great, pack-filled uh, four hours uh, that we had uh, in 
in October and a um, couple hundred uh, were on that. And so it's fun to see that. But what's even more exciting is uh, I think it was the 27th of October. I got together with all of our global leaders and each one of them are going to be doing uh, their version of the virtual lobby in Q1 and Q2 of 22. So it's going to be out there 12 other times. Uh, excited to see what's going to be happening there. And what makes the virtual lobby a little different than most is we have you give you time to uh, be able to have discussions with people. It's just not con content that's streaming at you, but it's live folks that are doing it. And there's breakout sessions and there's opportunities for you to uh, connect. And anybody who uh, obviously was on the virtual lobby uh, was able to get them all on demand. So uh, good for those of you that seize the moment. That's uh, kind of the parable of the 10 version, version, versions. How about virgins? Uh, 10 Bible versions. No, uh, you know, the door shut. And, uh, but uh, once we release it out to the global network and then it will probably be on live. So good, good with that. One of the great things you can go to the course note uh, to our course page uh, Derek will throw, throw that link in there. We're just dropping uh, ads today. The airing of this podcast, we're dropping Leadership Essentials. It's our first of many uh, leadership uh, courses that are out there. And Dr. Dave Del Alford, uh, who is on the Saddleback staff, uh, has his um, uh, PhD in leadership development, is releasing our first course uh, of many that are going to come from other folks throughout the network. So we're excited about that. And then I would be amiss if I didn't tell you that uh, as you as we head into winter, there is no better place than Southern California with the lobby gathering. Uh, once a year, we do a physical, what we call lobby gathering, where we get together with, uh, we limit it to 120 people. Uh, sorry about that. Uh, people hate us for that. But if you get over that, the dynamics change, but it is purely nothing but a networking event. It's also our 15th year anniversary. Uh, if you haven't been to the, to the lobby before, uh, you can check the link out. Uh, Derek made a great video on there. There's, uh, I, I think there's a testimonial, a little bit of a video on that page where I explained the lobby. It's our 15 year anniversary. We're rolling out a different format than those of you veterans of the lobby. Still a lot of the great time for you to uh, have conversations. So don't worry, nothing there will be missing. Uh, but we're going to be introducing a few different tracks. And we're going to be having a track for new small group point people who are trying to network together. We're going to have one for veterans. And then we're going to do some different things with church sizes. And so, of course, in the night sessions, we're going to have two challenging talks for you that you're not thinking about that you have to uh, engage with and have conversation on. And then we're going to have some, uh, obviously, some of the other things that are great there and being at the ranch is just a beautiful, serene environment. Yes, it is a beautiful, serene environment, to say the least. And I really like the idea of the new format, the tracks the for new churches, veteran churches, the church size. Man, that's going to be really awesome for uh, new people coming this year. Yeah, and it's it's definitely it's and, and again it's because the people in the network have been you know when they fill out the survey forms they say hey this is what you need to do and you're like oh let's listen to them because they're smart and so yeah it's uh, getting some good reviews from people there so uh, go to the show notes you can catch the link and you can see more there last thing in the network uh, that I'm excited about in 2022 
probably not the last thing, but the last thing we're going to mention in this block on the network. Now, for those of you who are small group point people, we are uh, debuting uh, a core, uh, a conference called Attain. And we've already secured locations in D.C., Nashville, Dallas, and Orlando in 2022. This is a conference for small group leaders. Now, I know people know I'm from Saddleback Church, but this small group leader training is uh, not based off our paradigm, but just based off what small group leaders need. And so it goes through uh, four, uh, four sections on that. And the great thing about this conference is a lot of times you take your small group leaders to a conference and it's a great experience. But when they walk away from the conference, they have their conference notebook, but they forget what they're doing. What this conference is going to come with is uh, 12 videos that can help you over the course of the year. You can uh, do a monthly meeting or do monthly flip learning to challenge your small group leaders to take some of the content that they learned and be able to uh, take it a little bit deeper. And so it's just an exciting opportunity to train small group leaders uh, in, in, in a very, I say generic way, but it, they're just four staples uh, that they're going to need. You can read more about those four sections that we're going to be teaching through uh, on the website, in our events page, uh, when you click on the Attain uh, conference. So pretty excited about what it, what's going on there. It's amazing to me how the network is growing in a way where we've had the lobby gathering for years. We've had Accelerate conferences for years. We added a line and now Attain is coming. Man, this is a smorgasbord. Yeah, it's, oh, uh, wow. yeah, it's, it's an exciting buffet of opportunities for you as a small group point person. <laughs> exciting. I, I cut you off. No, I love it. And uh, man, if I had to choose between uh, the the t- 2022 attain events I'm seeing DC Nashville Dallas Orlando boy Orlando I just it's calling my name let's go and th- those of you we're going to be knowing uh, Orlando in November uh, I guess I should tell you DC will be in February uh, Nativity Church is going to be hosting that one so excited about that uh, Nashville will be in May Dallas will be in September getting you out of that summer heat there. Uh, we're going to be in the Frisco area, and then Orlando will be uh, in November. So excited for those four uh, conferences and uh, just what we're going to be seeing God do with training small group leaders. And so small group point people will walk away with uh, 12 modules from the same content, but it, they'll be able to take it deeper with questions already pre-done for them, or they can make up their own questions if they don't like the ones we're giving them. Sounds amazing. Well, we are going from second base to third base, or I should say, uh, yeah, second base to third base uh, towards the leadership learning. And this is where we're talking about little leadership tips, developments. So, uh, Steve, we're talking about the path. What what do you got for us? Yeah. And on this one, I really want to challenge, uh, I was really um, convicted uh, going through the virtual lobby on leadership development that so often um, we don't have clear pathways for our peeps. And I just want to challenge you. I'm going to walk through a leader pathway, a community leader pathway, and a staff pathway that I would encourage you to at least, you know, you've got to answer the question, what's our path? What is our path? Jesus was very clear in Matthew 4 when he was calling the disciples. He clearly said, just 
follow me. Uh, three years later, it was die for me. And there was all kinds of developmental steps between follow me to die for me, which are uh, very outlined well throughout the New Testament. And one of the things that uh, I just want to share with you is in our leader uh, pathway. And again, in the show notes, um, uh, there's a link to how you can get the the resources if you want to see them more in depth. Uh, but one of the things we have in our pathway, and Derek, I think I'll flip you a picture uh, of the pathway that you can uh, throw in the show notes too, a little added bonus there. But we have four phases for when we take uh, a host, when we engage a host who's basically, they're saying, hey, I got two friends, I'm starting a group. We take them through an engaging phase. We take them through an equipping phase. We take them through an empowering phase. And we take them through an energizing phase. And the, and the, and the bottom line is, is they, they start with two friends. They're going to be a host throughout the week. They're going to be a leader tomorrow. And they're going to be a minister forever. So we are clearly taking them through a developmental process of saying, how do you take organic friendships turn them into a host gathering, moving them to leaders and moving them to ministers. And I've been excited, you know, in the 24 years I've been at Saddleback watching so many of our people who are just, they started with a group. They started with a couple friends and now they're on staff. And so that pathway uh, will flip the pick to you so you can see that. Then the other one is for our community leaders. And as you know, it takes a village to raise uh, your kid if you're a parent, and it takes a village to raise a healthy small group. And in planning small groups with purpose, uh, page 143, you see our village that that we have there. But we're all we have a three-step process to engage them as a friend and to take them to being a leader, to take them to uh, where you're coaching them for life. And of course, uh, in our uh, community leader process, we have an acronym for friend, an acronym for leader, acronym for coach uh, that we're, we're growing them through. And so just taking uh, them from the developmental side of, hey, just become a friend with a small group leader to helping them develop them into a leader and then to be able to coach them. And then the same thing, uh, and there'll be a link there in the show notes so you can see, take the picture and you can see all the details of how you can get the link uh, for um, the um, all the all the stuff that that we have for you uh, on the pathways of those two, but then also uh, for your staff and how what's what's your pathway for your staff? And I'm just going to tout this as uh, just a must have. If you got a church uh, over 300 and you don't have an intern course program uh, or an internship program, you are missing the very starting point to your staff or the possibilities of a staff person. And inside uh, the show notes, again, we have a link to the course that we have on how you develop an internship program. And you can say, Steve, this isn't that small group friendly. Why, do, why would I need this? And I'm going to say, hey, you, if you're trying to develop people, if you're trying to develop future staff, you better have an intern program. Uh, when I went through seminary, one of the requirements was going, I had to do three interns, uh, internship programs uh, throughout my uh, master's of divinity. And it was priceless for me. 
And I would even say if you're a church of 200, you could probably do an internship program. It, it is silly for you not to do it. But what you don't want to do is develop a staff pathway that where your interns are just slave labor. Uh, and I got to confess, two of my three internships, it, it was pretty close to it. It wasn't too much developmental stuff that was happening or intentional development that was happening. I learned a lot by process of elimination. But I would say to you, I would encourage you to start an intern program. Uh, Lisa Burrell, who's our pastor over our internship program, uh, has done a phenomenal job. And I think to date, 45 of our current staff came out of our intern program. And so uh, be the leader uh, in the house-to-house movement and start an interim program. So uh, your leadership learning better be, you better be learning about what your pathway is for your small group leaders, for your infrastructure, whatever you're going to call them. We call them community leaders. And then for a potential staff of saying, how do I take them from just being an intern to developing them into being a full-fledged pastor? Wow, 45 Saddleback staff, you said, were, were former interns. That's quite the pipeline you got. That kind of makes me think of uh, our favorite college football and recruiting, the importance of uh, uh, you know having a pathway to recruit, like to do at all these high schools, and you're saying for kind of ministry, that is, uh, could be an internship. That's, that's really good. It has to be. It's got to start somewhere. And uh, yeah, for your churches, be a blessing to people starting out in ministry, like when I started out in, good Lord, 1982. Derek, were you even born in 1982? I was two years old. Oh, my gosh. That's how painful it is for me to hear you talk about this. All right. Bring us home. We are sliding into the home base of this episode, the trending topic. And um, Steve, you're going to tell us about the three must-have answers. Uh, Please tell us what these are. Yeah. Uh, so obviously, if you were at the top of the show, we're going to jump into CRT uh, in a bonus section here in just a moment. But what I want to talk to you about is this better be your trending topic. And good Lord, if, it's, if this isn't, these are you've got to have the answers to these three questions. And I would encourage you to wrestle with these, these questions. If you are a small group point person, Three questions you should have the answers to is making sure you, you, you process this is number one, do we have enough small groups for our church? One question that if, as you're going into 22 or as you're reflecting back on 21 in this November episode, you got to ask yourself the, the question, do we have enough small groups for our church. Now, part of it at Saddleback, we have 19 campuses. One of our goals for this particular question is always to say, we want to have a goal for 125% uh, of our people in small groups. And so we want to make sure that we're saying, okay, based on the size of your campus, do you have enough groups that can attain that? And we have metrics that, that go off of that. Yours might not be 125%. You, you might have a different percentage of you want connected into a small group, but you've got to be able to be able to answer the question and you got to be able to measure the answer. Remember, you, you can't manage what you can't measure. 
So you're going to have to understand that. Number two question that you want to have is how is our customer service? People are always asking, you know, hey, can we join? I mean, in this last fall push, we had, uh, you know, obviously, I, I think it was, uh, I can't remember the exact number, is 436 or 463. That's the, the problems with dyslexia. You can't remember exactly how many groups you started immediately in this moment. But the amazing thing was we had over 2,000 people said, I, I, I'm too scared to grab two friends, but I do want to join a group. And so, again, you've got to say that's 2,000 people that flooded our pipeline in October. And so we're always asking the question is, how's our customer service to those over 2,000 people? And part of that is we have set up, and this is just our metric, worst case scenario, those people are fully serviced within seven days. That's this. That's what we've put out there. You may want to do three. You may want to do five. You may want to do nine. But the thing is, you've got to ask yourself the question. You've got to have an answer for it is how is your customer service doing? Third question uh, that you've got to have a must answer for is how is the spiritual health of our individuals and our groups doing? And you've got to have, again, clear metrics on how you're engaging that. We're trying to make sure our people are engaging in individual health, and we're trying to make sure they're engaging in group health. And you got to have metrics to be able to measure those things. Now, if you don't have answers for those three questions, I'd want to encourage you to start uh, making it a goal to say, okay, let's find out, you know, where our network is and start to measure just some things from getting some data out there. And so as you're doing focus groups or as you're uh, meeting with small group leaders, there's a four helpful list question that uh, we got from Tom Patterson's organization that has just been priceless for us. But with the, with the pandemic subsiding somewhat, now is a great time to get perspective on where your existing groups and your new groups are at regarding health and community of where you want your groups to go. So four questions that you can engage your people to be able to help get you the answers if you don't have the answers to those three questions. One of them is what is healthy in our small groups? Find out from them what's healthy, which leads to the second question, what's unhealthy? Now, in the one in the unhealthy question, number two, what's unhealthy? You're trying to find out what needs to change. What are the things that need to change in our small group or from the small group ministry? Number three is what's confusing. And basically, you're trying to find out what needs clarity. And then number four is what's missing. And there you're trying to find out what needs to be added. And so you may have an idea of, you know, uh, do we have enough small groups? You may have an idea of you know what our customer service should be, and you may have an idea on spiritual health and individual health of both groups and the individuals. But do your people understand what you're wanting and know how to do it? And so the four helpful list questions: you know what's healthy in a small group, what's unhealthy, what's confusing, what's missing. Great questions to have over a cup of coffee. And I'm just going to come back to this. The only way you're going to get not only the answers, but be able to make intelligent processes to get to those answers 
is the small group ministry is all relational. And you need to ask yourself at the end of every week, how many breakfasts did I have with leaders? How many lunches did I have? How many dinners did I have? How many morning coffees? How many afternoon coffees? If you're not in the field, there's no way you're going to be able to have the relational equity to ask the questions from the four helpful lists so that you can get the answers that your church really needs to get towards. So I would say in this trending topic, let's close 2021 with you understanding what what are what it's the the very foundational three answers you're going to have to these questions and then knowing that you're always building a relational base inside your small group leaders to get to know them before you have to go into the data that you need. And also, like you said, boy, you get a lot of tasty lunches, dinners, and coffees. Which means you have to work out. Maybe one of those questions should be, you know, who are you working out with? Which small group leader did you work out with right now? Uh, But very good. So um, any other wrap-up you have other than that snarky, fun little comment? (laughs) No, I really like that for helpful list. I know we've used that in the small group network a lot. And I know how much that always helped me. You know, really helps you in a simple way to diagnose, man, what is working, what's not, what's confusing. So uh, write down that that for helpful list, use it in your small group ministry. And uh, man, that was an amazing trending topic. And Steve, you alluded to a bonus section uh, that's kind of uh, going to get some people's attention. Yeah. You know, um, you know, one of the things you just can't ignore from this pandemic was the division it's caused uh, and where social justice and critical race theory and uh, people talking about Marxism and, you know, different things. It, it, it's amazing to me the political divide that that has happened in churches and in people. And uh, in the bonus section of our little podcast here is uh, an article in the show notes. And Ed Stetcher has probably written one of the best uh, articles on this topic. And the reason why uh, I like it so much is that one of the things we as the church cannot stop doing, and that is caring for what God cares the most about, and that's people. God doesn't care about what political party you're in. God doesn't care about, you know, whether you're masked or unmasked. God doesn't care about whether you're vaxxed or unvaxxed. And uh, probably somewhere in there, he does care about your health. I I would say that. But I, I say it in that clarity, because what is clear that he cares about is people's eternity. And sometimes we as the church can alienate us from the very people that God wants us to to minister to. And part of what can happen is, like, if Derek says he's a Christian, and I say I'm a Christian, uh, but we have two different behavioral patterns, what can happen is, is maybe our definition of Christian is a little bit different. And the thing that I like about this article uh, that Ed wrote is that oftentimes there's buzzwords out there, social justice, uh, BLM, uh, CRT, um, you know, uh, you're Marxist, you know, different things like that, uh, or, um, or biblical ethics. And, but I think where it starts with is us clearly knowing 
the definitions of what we're talking about. And I would just encourage you as a small group point person to take the time to read this article because the church tends to be the epicenter for where people are trying to find answers to what culture never gives us. And we've seen that uh, all throughout the pandemic. Uh, Numbers have been through the roof on frustration, on addictions, on uh, suicides. Uh, I mean, you just go through the stats and they're staggering. But the thing that if we can be is if we're talking with people about stuff, let's make sure we're, we're talking about the same thing. So if somebody wants to engage me and talk about uh, critical race theory, let's not go from what I think it is and what they think it is. And, and we may be you know, are going around a mountain that uh, we don't need to go around, but we can talk about based on on definitions. And so I think Ed sets a great uh, framework for an article. And and you as a small group point person, you've got to be able to know how you're engaging some of the hottest topics in culture. Because because what's at stake is people and people matter. And the last thing you want to do is alienate people from the good news that we have to offer people. So there's a role for government. There's a role for the church. uh, But the church sometimes figures like we need to be the arm for the government. So you just got to be careful on that and uh, make sure you're engaging in healthy conversations where you can learn civility in a world that is very, very uncivil. So take the time to read it. We'd love to hear your comments. Again, you can always dialogue with any of our podcast hosts or uh, in this particular show, you can uh, ping it to Derek or to myself and email us at grouptalk at saddlebacknetwork.com. And I can't believe I almost forgot that that, uh, email address. Yeah. Or you can uh, find Steve and I always in the uh, small group network a facebook group uh and ping us there ask us to be friends but uh man steve what a great show what an action-packed show we rounded all the bases we slid into home and we scored and uh, we just want to say thanks again to all of you for spending part of your day with us Uh, we hope that this show uh encouraged you we hope it equips you to lead better to have a healthier, a more vibrant small group. We hope you have an amazing November. And until next time, goodbye. See you guys. Thank you for listening to Group Talk. We invite you to subscribe to our podcast through iTunes and get new episodes downloaded automatically. Also, if you enjoy this program, please take a few minutes to give us a positive rating on iTunes so that other small group point people can find us more easily. We encourage you to visit our website, smallgroupnetwork.com, to access our library of free resources, connect to a huddle with other small group ministry leaders in your area, read our blog articles, or join us on our Facebook group. Don't forget to use the hashtag SGNet when engaging with your social media channels. Thank you for your support.